Because we were joking around today, and you called me your sugar baby. I did. No, I called you me called your you sugar, sugar mama. mama. Yeah, you said you were the sugar mama. I am the sugar mama. And I said, so I got to call you mommy. And then you got really And then I said, out. that's disgusting. Don't do that. <laughs> and then I kept doing it. But hey. Hello, everybody. Hello, everybody. Welcome back. We are here with another episode. And what are we talking about today? Wage gap relationships. Not age gap, wage gap. Yeah. We're also okay. going to talk about age gap. That'll be a different one. We'll Stay do that. Stay tuned. Stay tuned. We'll do that. We'll do that. Because we were joking around today and you called me your sugar baby. I did. No, I called you me called your you sugar, the sugar mama. mama. Yeah, you said you were the sugar mama. I am the sugar mama. And I said, so I got to call you mommy. And then you got really And then I said, out. that's disgusting. Don't do that. <laughs> and then I kept doing it. But hey. Welcome welcome to our recap of our last live stream on YouTube. Welcome to the recap of the fight we had just after our live stream ended. We but didn't anyway, argue. We didn't argue. No. So, yeah, we wanted to talk about wage gaps in relationships because it's a huge topic these days mm -hmm. like back i think the, it's always been a top well uh, i shouldn't say it's always been a topic i think it's always been a topic for as long as i remember it being a topic but the funny thing is is that when i was younger you're you're kind of at the tail end of that generation mm -hmm. when i was younger it was common to have a single income household single income was 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 the norm yeah. and working uh, and and a working wife was a rarity um the wife earning more was even rarer. Yeah. It was like considered very emasculating and stuff like that. Do you and feel like, emasculated that I make more money than you? No. <laughs> <laughs> no. I think now this is this is the interesting though in the in the queer community especially in, among butch femme couples mm -hmm. that was also the stereotype too is that is that if you the are butch the butch if you are the if you are the if you are the guy of the relationship but that, don't worry, there's a thousand different respectful ways to say it, but <laughs> I'm just not that them. person. <laughs> yeah. But the no. more masculine partner was expected to earn if, more yes, to yes, bring if home one, the bacon. If one, uh, yeah, like, stereotypes like, like people, are a thing. Yeah, stereotypes are a thing. Yeah. So if you were in a relationship where one person was more masculine in their thinking and ideas, more butch, more this, more that, however you define that sort of an attitude or idea, yeah. that, yeah, like, so... The idea, the idea that as the butch of our relationship, because I definitely identify as butch, I guess the term now is mask. No, there's, you can, those are two different well, I can terms. identify as whatever the fuck no, I want, so I, that's fine. It's, they, they, they do seem to be different. They don't seem to be exactly the same thing. They're never exactly the same No. Thing. It's so never exactly can, the same. You just, yeah, butch is still anyway, anyway. Okay, I, I use the word butch, so just, yeah. Anyway, yeah, butch, anybody who, anybody quote, quote, anybody who identifies as butch stereotypically is expected to be the major earner. Or at least was when we came on scene. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Because you're because yeah. you because we didn't. Well, we did just happen to get together, but you are specifically attracted to more masculine women. I'm more expected. I'm, I'm attracted, attracted to butches. Yes. You're attracted to butches. Yes. So the stereotype in the butch femme community is the same as regular people. <laughs> As, as all them, you regular people out there, them straight folk, all them straight folk, hetero no, heterosexual yeah, couples, yeah, yeah, like so. We, there so, were a lot of the male female stereotypes from heterosexual couples did bleed over into the butch and community. And I came out later in life and was mm -hmm. married to a man. Mm -hmm. Previously, previously, so I've experienced both ends of it. I've experienced, I've experienced this. The guy should be the earner in a in a heterosexual relationship. I have experienced the more masculine partner should be the earner in a 
homosexual relationships. It's funny that you bring that up because we, we talked about doing this topic and it hadn't occurred to me that you have literally been on 100% both sides yeah. of the same coin. Yeah. And funny enough, you were the you were the stay at home wife, stay at home mom in your heterosexual marriage. Yeah, I I were I worked, but then once I had the kids, it was like, well, daycare is expensive and well, yeah, I I I was not I've I've I'm permanent entry level. I I high school graduate. I don't have mm -hmm. any specific, I don't have any specific qualifications. So permanent entry level. So yeah, um, especially especially back then. So me earning enough to make it worth going back to work once the second kid shows up just was a waste of my time. Yeah. Um, I was like, no, 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 no. I'm just going to stay home because by the time I pay for daycare, I'm just paying somebody else for the privilege of raising my kids for me. Yeah, and you wanted to be the one. That's the, the that's the that's the expl that's the explanation for it. But sure, I was the stay at stay at home parent, and I made extra money by babysitting the neighbors' kids for those neighbors of mine where the wife worked. Yeah. Anyway, that's my heterosexual experience. My homosexual experience. <laughs> I, I really want to hear you say my homosexual experience many more times in the my podcast. My homosexual appearance. I'll start every sentence with that. That We just need to start every podcast with a homosexual experience. Well, <laughs> wow, that sounded dirty when I said it like that. Well, no, but the thing is that you have a similar, you, you, you have some experience with that because before, you know, you, uh, most lesbians in our age group, age range. Sure. Um, had had straight relationships then realized oh hey this doesn't quite work i don't now i know why so you you dated guys initially um, where the boy paid for the date the boy kind of i mean my experience was very different than yours cuz you were a late in life lesbian like you came out late much later yeah. in life than i did i came out at like 1920 so yeah i'd had some heterosexual relationships but they weren't adult enough if that makes sense to really have to deal with who was the earning partner and where the stereotypes um, were but sure i dated guys where like you like dated guys a couple you, of times where guys would like take, yeah, they would pay for dinner or whatever. Um, for me, I think part of it for me is that I, I think I kind of enjoyed those stereotypes to be honest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I that's think that's one of the things that really attracted me to more masculine women when I came out was I, I guess in some ways I'm kind of traditional you, in a weird way. I well, don't know how to describe that. But. It's hard to describe because I mean, we were both socialized with these environments. Yeah. So there's nothing, there's nothing wrong with finding your preferences within the environment in which you were socialized. Yeah. That was comfortable and whatever. But like you told me some stuff, you told me some stuff about, um, one of your first boyfriends and it was a stereotypical, um, he took care of the expenses. You weren't working. Yeah, I mean, I'm actually legitimately trying to think because, again, I had a very weird dating dating time when I was that age. Like, it wasn't, we didn't go out a lot, oh, so no, it was but only I, a couple of times it would have even been relevant. Well, I don't think anybody went out a lot at that age. No. Honestly, really, really, really. And even, like, but, I bought tickets to dances and things like that. I don't think it was even really quite as stereotypical. Yeah, but if, yeah, no, I th based on what you said, it sounds like it was, okay, 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 let's put it this way. It wasn't. <laughs> You weren't engaged. You weren't living together. You your yeah, your relationship so your relationship hadn't teen gone romance. Yeah, you, it was teen romance. Your relationship hadn't gone far enough to be really entrenched in the stereotype. In the of, stereotype, yeah. but I think you did experience some of it, a flavor sure. of it, a taste of it. Yeah, that, yeah, that's what yeah, I was trying to absolutely, say. Absolutely, yes. Yeah. So, and I experienced. Obviously, I was I was with my ex for eight years, mm -hmm. had two kids, um, and for most of it. I worked, I worked at first, and then when I got pregnant, it was like, okay, well, there's not much point, because once the kids are born, once the kids are born, where am I going to get the money for daycare? 
I, I wasn't making, I wasn't, it, it just wasn't, it wasn't realistic. And that was just the norm and the stereotype. I could have, I could have got a job and made it work. Sure, I but really I think, I think it's even still today, though, an issue where a lot of moms, if you're if you're making the kind of income, like at entry level types income, often daycare is about as much Cost as you're more. making, so yeah, it's, or, it's not usually or more. worth it. Yeah, no, I'm just pointing. I'm just pointing out. Uh, uh, um, just to just to just to swing back. Mm -hmm. um, I could have got a slightly. I could have got a better paying job. I could have made it work. Sure. But but the culture, the societal culture at that time was why would you why would you bother? Yeah. Most oh. Most of the women I knew stayed home with their kids until at least they were both in school full time, that sort of thing. Yeah. So there was no there was no pressure to do it. Right. There wasn't a social expectation that you get to work immediately. No, no, no. There was no place. social expectation whatsoever that I go out and get a job and nobody's looking down on me going, Why aren't you working? Mm -hmm. To by today's standards, that's very much changed. If I was just like, Oh, I've had two kids, I'm not gonna work, it's like why? Why yeah. are you doing that? Get, why apply for a subsidy, get daycare, get out there, get money, do this, do that. The, there's a different pressure. But anyway. The, it's kind of funny because on the flip side, my I only had one real long, long-term relationship before you. And in that long-term relationship, just the circumstances of it, I was the caretaker. I, in a lot of ways, I fulfilled that role in the relationship. I was the caretaker. Yep. I paid for everything. I took care of everything financially. Yep. I took care of everything household-wise. You did like everything. Calling. <laughs> yeah, I did all the things. Um, well, so, and, and you also got to enjoy being a stay-at-home spouse during two different periods while we were married. Yes. Uh, one when you weren't working and one when you were. Yes, yes, When you yes. first came up. Yes. When you first came up here and didn't have clearance to work yet, yeah. I was a sole earner. But before that, funny enough, when we were first getting together and we were trying to arrange for you and the kids to come out to Vancouver and I was You were sending up, me money. I was I was actually it was kind of funny when you guys first moved into the Vancouver area, you hadn't yet secured a job, but we had secured housing, which was very tricky to do without having secured a job but first. But you did it. You were awesome. I, I was awesome. But no, I arranged all of that, but then I was um, living with a roommate so that I could send part of my income up here yeah. to help fill that gap. I got lucky though and got a job pretty much right pretty away. Pretty quick, yeah. Yeah, I got I, I think I was only unemployed for like Two to three weeks. But we got married. It's funny. We got married. And then because of the way immigration worked, I had to wait a few months before I could yeah. come up here. And um, when I finally moved in and landed as a permanent re resident, I still... Wait, no. I came up like two, three months before I could... I officially landed as a permanent yeah. resident. And once you can't, as a visitor, <laughs> you can't work. So for the first three months of living up here, two, three, three or months? four months. Yeah, because it was October. It was it was it was it was two it was, or three months that you couldn't work, and then once you got cleared to work, it was like it took me like two or, two three, or three months, months to, to get a, a job. to find a job because people wanted to see Canadian work experience and us from the states. Yeah, you don't want to have to call down. You know, you calling down to a you calling down to some random number in the states can't prove anything back then. Yeah. But it's interesting now, now, and I did kind of derail you a little bit when you were talking about your ex because when you were in that relationship, and it was a same sex relationship. Yeah, it was. But she didn't work at all. No. At she all. She did initially when we were together. But initially, yeah, but that stopped pretty soon on. And then you were the full-time supporting spouse. Yes. In our relationship, we've kind of gone, you've, you've, been the, you've been the major income spouse. Sure. I had now, more, I mean, to be fair, I guess the background of this, maybe I'm, I'm, I'm still No, I did have child support. So I, was, I had something coming in at all times. You always contributed something, but the circumstances of the way our histories went your history was stay at home mom with the kids for the most part yeah my history was being the earning partner of a two of a two-person relationship and really just taking care of the bills and the breadwinner etc yeah. and just because of the circumstances of that when we got together 
I had so much of a, I had a much stronger resume, I had a much stronger background. Oh, absolutely. Experience. Well, you have, you had some college behind you. Yeah. Stuff like that. So, so I had the ability to earn more money going to more. work. Yeah. Right from jump. Whereas for you, in a lot of ways, I was you were still working of, my way up. Yeah. From yeah. like really, truly starting your way well, up from like 45 yeah. or 40 or whatever. Up. Yeah. And it's kind of, it's kind of hard to describe too, because when you're, per, when you're in a, when you're in an entry, the entry level environment is where shitty people go to commit career suicide. <laughs> You mean, wait, 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 where shitty people go to commit career suicide or where shitty people go to become really shitty managers? Both. Yeah, yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? You had the so, worst experiences with toxic With toxic, bosses, to like really toxic, abusive yeah, this whole, yeah, it's bosses. Like, but, it was but, horrible. But it was the norm here. Yeah. It was the norm here because the cost of living is pretty high where we are. So people just, oh, I'm, oh I need the money. I better tolerate this. Oh, I need the money. Yeah. I better just shut up and take it. And it's like, oh my fucking God, you're working in a shithole. I, w I worked in the one, I worked, I forget. We got ahead of our timeline oh, we're a little bit. Ahead of so things, just, to, yeah. just to clarify what happened when we got together, we had really open discussions from the beginning. About, about oh yeah, we talked about money from non We from talked the about our earning potentials individually. We talked about mm -hmm. what made sense for us as a couple, but we also talked about things like where our values were, where money was concerned, yep. like what was important to us. And we had very, very, very shared values. And the funny thing is, is that from jump, I knew, regardless of how we worked out the work thing and who ended up making more or whatever, I knew from the beginning that you were somebody who would always do anything you could to contribute. Oh, yeah, in McDonald's way. is always hiring. It's not a problem. <laughs> You're never... It's just not convenient. <laughs> it's not pleasant, but it's not a problem. But the to... thing is, you were never unwilling or uninterested in financially contributing to the to the to the relationship. But even the when family. I even when I was working, I was never. I don't think I I don't I don't think there's been a single job I've ever had where you've out earned me. Where I've out there's been a couple of different times where I made more than you because I was getting child support. Yeah, when you factor in your child support on top of I money you were earning, okay. there was definitely times. And don't forget too, there was also a, a huge, there was a chunk of our relationship where I opened a brick and mortar business, yeah. which was... It and always, I was back to being the major earner. You, you were, were back to working even. full time. Yeah, and my studio, my yoga studio was breaking even and it, it was successful. Like it was oh, successful it was, quick, yeah. but... But it was interesting because it could have, should have, would have, because if we'd have put it somewhere else, we'd probably still be in business. But anyway, it's, location, you know, location, location. That's part of it. But also the other part of it is I'm kind of glad it worked out the way that it did because um, my life yeah. took me in a different we're, we're, direction. I think, I think what's going on for us right now is much better for us. Oh, way, all the way around. I had to give up so much time in our relationship for that job. But let's, but let's talk oh, about the, oh, no, 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 no. I just, I uh, squirrel out like crazy. You absolutely can finish what you're saying. I was just about to say we should probably... Rap, we should probably move back over to the actual wage gap because yes, absolutely because a lot of people have really strong feels. Yeah, in fact, I worried in the beginning because um, because it was so common in the butch femme community in particular. For oh but yeah, for butches to really feel like they needed to be the major earners in the relationship in the same way that I think stereotypically guys like to earn. Yeah, or whatever. Uh, yeah, because, and don't forget we're also reaching back like twenty five years. Yeah, please keep the please age. keep in mind it's twenty. We're now. going back. <laughs> We're talking. We're talking about then, and then we're gonna touch on now. now but, but at the at the then time, I was nervous because it can be a thing that creates ego issues in the relationship for the partner that expects to make yeah. more. And I knew and I knew you well enough. Obviously, I was, yeah, I was. I had a really lucky situation because I had been the stay-at-home partner when I was in a straight marriage. Yeah. When I was married to a man, I was the stay-at-home mom taking care of the kids. So being in that position again was not something that was. I already knew. I already knew how I felt about being in that position. Yeah. Being in that position. But being in that position with a man. Well, we didn't believe. Okay. As my much concern. As, okay, but let me get back to my original point, okay. which was simply that being in that position 
as a stay-at-home mom in a relationship where you're with a man is a different energy and vibe mm -hmm. than being in that position in a butch femme relationship, at least at the time that we got together where those stereotypes were pretty heavy. And no matter what you said, my concern was, will that make you feel less, you know, powerful or confident in the relationship if I'm making more? And I think yep. that's a thing that a lot of women go through in stereotypically heterosexual relationships. Maybe even today, somebody will have to tell us because we I don't know. People, I We're think... out of the loop. But, but I mean, to be concerned that your partner may feel, like I said, in a joking way, emasculated or feeling as though they're not like doing what they should do to be the provider. Yeah. And I feel like you, even though I feel like we're very non-stereotypical in so many ways, you are kind of that, that strong provider. I do kind have of that, energy in the relationship. Yeah. It's kind of funny though, because even though you make the vast majority, like right now, right this minute, you make the vast majority of the income, mm -hmm. especially after I gave up traditional working and, and now sugar mama. Yeah. The sh we yeah. We, we, this is, this is what, <laughs> That's started, what started, the whole this topic. started the whole thing. Yeah. So the thing is, I've got my side gig. I've got my sewing. Mm -hmm. Some 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 months I do better than other months. And there's been a couple of months where I've done very, very well, absolutely. which is like, I'm absolutely grateful for that. So I've still, I, I still work and I still find a way to contribute, but I will never catch up with you in terms of earning potential. And so you may not, you may never catch up. But but... Well, okay. Something would drastically have to change for what I'm doing or something new and very, very lucrative would have to fall into my lap for me to catch up <laughs> yeah. at this point. Because but we I've also... been working steady full time for 25 years. Well, and I'm years. also, I'm also 12 and a half years older than you, which is an age gap relationship. And we'll I'm semi retired. We're talking about that later. <laughs> which, so we are, I'm semi retired. I was supposed to be semi retired. And the discussion, which actually came from me, was, hey, honey, I'm doing enough because I've I've had a side. I've gig. got a fucked up leg. There's a there, that's the thing. Well, there's that, and but what I was gonna say is that I've had a side gig. Whether first it was yoga, now it's tarot related. But I've had a side gig of some kind now for at least what ten years, twelve years. Oh God, more than that. Something like that. So almost. I think you started the yoga by the time. I was I think, probably 2008, 2009. Maybe so. Like for yeah. like the last fifteen years, you've had some sort of a side gig. Which meant that I'm working about. My point being, I've been working a full time job plus for a long time in some fashion or another. Because of that, like whether it was me going to yoga teacher training, tra training other teachers, teaching classes, and then into tarot and YouTube and all that, because of that, the conversation basically was, I benefit more from having you have enough extra time to take care of the household things that I don't want to well, be bothered yeah, with. Well, yeah, because we need to clarify, you're not doing you're not doing this stuff because you're a workaholic. No, these are kind of <laughs> not a workaholic, these are, this passion is kind, projects. This is kind of stumbling, this is kind of stumbling onto hobbies that happened to pay you some money at the same time. Yeah, yoga became something that I was passionate about, wanted to turn into a thing. Lo I love teaching, so any opportunity You love teaching, to teach so when you like... had the opportunity to teach classes, so yeah, so yeah. Just, to clear, just to clarify that, because- Yeah, these are, these are passion projects slash joy opportunities, not me like just trying to always be yeah. working. Yeah, if this was just all about um, facilitating workaholic attitudes That and would behavior. be different, yeah. But anyway. But because of that, but my, point, my only oh, okay. point was, because of that, we discussed you semi-retiring early mm -hmm. so that I would have the benefit and we would as a couple have the benefit of when I got home from various things I was working on or when I was finished with various things, I'd have the help around the house that comes with. So it was a very con con like well, conscious couple Yeah, because, because like I said, I, I kind of started to mention like with me having the screwed up leg and the chronic pain, Yeah, um, that was creating challenges of its own to begin with. Well, the type of work so you can do is me limited. Giving up the, we, me giving up a day job that was never gonna compete with your income to begin with, Yeah. so that you could just really relax and enjoy what you do, mm -hmm. made a big difference. It's interesting though, because this, the, 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 
I don't want to call it a gender stereotype because we're both women. Yeah. I don't want to call it gender expression stereotypes because I'm the butch and I'm the one who takes care of the house and does the stuff and You're stays my house home. Butch. I'm the house butch. I like that better than sugar baby. <laughs> <laughs> True. Yeah. So it's interesting though because because one of the things that we kind of realized earlier today when we before we decided to sit down and have this talk is that there's a lot of stereotypes and there's still a lot of people who believe that if the man isn't, like, there's still a lot of women, oh, I, be, I believe in equality, but the man always pays, the man this, the man that, the man this, the yeah. man that. And then there's, other, then there's guys that are going like, I, I don't mind taking on that role in life, but if it turns out that it's the opposite, I'm okay with that. And mm -hmm. what I realize is nobody's having, I guess, honest conversations about it. We're just letting the stereotypes ride and not... I think a lot of the stereotypes have shifted over the years, for sure. I think the co it's more common now to have dual income relationships than dual income than is way income. more important than it ever was before. Well, our economy kind of demands it, right? So yeah, it's kind of like I, that's a thing. Very few of us are living in area it, it, like we're in a very expensive cost of living area, but I don't think there's very many people that are living in a situation right now where they can afford for one partner to just not be working. Or even me, I st I'm still working and earning an income. Yeah. I'm just doing it. Quietly, privately, from the you comfort. have your Etsy shop. I have my yeah. I'm running my Etsy shop from the privacy of my own home, working at my own pace. But and that suits you physically so. Oh well. my god, that's so perfect for me. Because you can work when you are up to it, and not when you're not. And mm -hmm. I think when we're talking about a wage gap relationship and the ways that that sort of like plays into our life, it's kind of funny because, on one hand, there's this like yeah, I'm the major earner, but on the other hand, we we sort of fall into these sort of roles where financially, and we do this because this sort of felt like scratches itches for both of us. When we're talking about that sort of provider mindset, and this could actually be helpful for heterosexual couples where maybe the man is like, frust not frustrated, but maybe isn't as thrilled that he isn't the major earner. I think if both of us had it to like pick off of a bingo, bingo card? A bingo, sure it's no, a bingo card. If we had it to order off of like a, a, checklist. a, a, a recipe board, I think I would have ordered being the stay-at-home wife, and you yeah, would have you ordered would have. being the major earner. I think so. If, the, so if, the, if, if there was if that's how, if we yeah. could just pick, you know? And I, so I think the thing that I found really helps us kind of both scratch that itch a little bit is that I enjoy earning as a way to support the household in a really practical sense. And you hate housework, like with a screaming passion. Oh. <laughs> well, no, 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 actually, that's a totally different point. Let me, let me see if I can express this okay. properly. I enjoy, the fact that I earn the money I put that money towards really practical things, but whenever you have extra money, you use that extra money to treat us to I things. I buy like, you shit. You buy me shit. I mean, yes, you buy me shit, but you take us I out. make the car payments and I buy you shit. You take us out for nice dinners and you yeah. you tend to take you tend to purchase the more frivolous or fun things that we do. Yeah. And so we both kind of still even though we're not in that stereotype, I do the socially fulfilling things. Yeah, like and because of that, I still get the the same perk of almost feeling like you're the provider because you pay for all the like yeah. frivolous one fun thing, like light one things. One thing that we don't do though, this is, this is an interesting thing because we don't do the, but this is my money. No. Once you're home. Once, We're very blended. Once the paycheck shows up, we don't actually have joint accounts. We used to for but years we, and years. But, but the mentality, we, we, we mentally treat it as if everything's going in the same bucket. We talk about that all the time. Yeah. Yeah. I think a lot of, I think a lot of wage gap relationships, we have this whole um, but this is what's mine is mine. What's yours is yours and never the twain shall meet. I find that really uncomfortable. It's kind of funny because a lot of couples, and this is a very common thing, modern wise, modern, yeah, time, modern is times. Not mixing finances. That's yeah, very there, there's common. a lot of separated finances and I find that very uncomfortable because for me, I really enjoy knowing that we are mutually supporting the household in whatever ways that we are, but also that we're mutually making the major financial decisions. We mutually discuss 
how we want to prioritize. Yeah. Like furniture, per I well, don't know. Like okay, okay, you're okay with your tarot stuff. As much as we joke around on camera all the fucking time about what about how terrified I am every time you're buying a new deck. Oh yeah. We're also we're also very open about where and how much and stuff that you budget for that. Yeah. And um, if there's any problems or whatever, um, if I, you know, we 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 we're honest about where the money is going, where the money is coming, and we don't play, we don't do this according to well. It's not like a division. It, like on some hands, it is like I'm the more frivolous spender of the two of us. Like yeah. I'm gonna buy stuff. You're like classic like guy in the sense yeah. of like you don't buy a lot of stuff. You're not into makeups. So you're not buying makeup. Nope. You're. I mean, you and Home Depot is kind of fun, but like <laughs> I want one of these. I don't have room for it. <laughs> yeah, but like you're you're very like your your wardrobe is very simple. Yeah. You're like so you're not the shopper of the two of us. I'm not I the am. shopper. So the fact that I happen to earn more probably takes some of the stress out of that. But you're regularly checking with me. As to how, uh, you, oh, sometimes I suck at that. No, but. okay, sometimes you suck at that. <laughs> but you're regularly keeping me up to date on. Oh, don't worry. Uh, you're you're picking something up, and I'm like, uh, can we afford that? And you're like, oh no, don't worry. I set the money aside for that last week. Yeah. You know, oh no, don't worry. Everything's everything's paid for, and I've still got money in the account. Whatever. I do. I don't sit down and go over every single penny. Of course, that's just that's just weird. You, you don't micromanage the way that I no. spend. No, but every now and again, every now and again, we sit down we and check we in. check we check in down to the fucking dollar. Yeah, make sure that everybody's still happy. Blah blah blah. Yeah, I think that's the thing. People who have people who don't mix their finances. I have if that's if that's what floats to your boat, that's fine. That's, and it's really common nowadays. We just we just did functional dysfunction yeah. not too long ago. I, yeah. I don't think it would work for me. I don't need to control my partner's income, but I need to feel like I, I feel like that if I'm in a partnership that I should have a role in sorting out how this is gonna work and that everything no matter which bucket the money actually sits in, it needs to Makes sense for us as a couple. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm surprised at the lack of communication. That's the that interesting thing. That we see about that. It's kind of funny. When I was working my corporate job, um, which I call it that because my job now doesn't feel corporate. It's more small business. But when yeah. I was working my corporate job, I was in a more of like a, uh, what do you call it? A cubicle farm environment. Yeah. And there was a lot of like women that I worked with that were in very stereotypical heterosexual relationships is the best way I know. Well, how they were all it. straight women. Of course they were in <laughs> Right. Oh yeah, I guess I didn't work with anybody gay. Oh yeah, I was, the old, work... I was the token lesbian. You were the token That's lesbian. Right. I don't think your boss knew that you were gay when she hired you. I don't think my boss had ever met a lesbian, but then she <laughs> loved Peggy. It was hilarious. Oh, she thought I was great. It was that, hilarious. That I was got so, hugs and everything. It was so funny because when she could tell she was really uncomfortable. Oh my God, the day that she came back, I've got to tell the story. It's a bit of a side rant, but it's oh, kind of a funny story. story. You're good. Um, my boss at the time was a really nice lady, really great, very accepting. What I did was I went into work and I didn't tell anybody I was gay, but when I went into work, I just set up my wedding photos and let people ask questions. And that's, that's how I come out on the job. Why does your husband have boobs? Well, Well, let me tell you, (laughs) but it was kind of funny and she really made an effort to be great about it. But I remember one day she came into the office, she'd had a terrible haircut and she was upset about it. And she was talking to one of the girls right by my desk and she said something like, because she was single and she'd been yeah, single. Yeah, I remember you told me like, about that, right? Well, the neighbors already think I'm a lesbian and now they're for sure going to think it because it was like a really short haircut. And she goes, I think she said think I'm a dyke, but something like that. dyke wasn't considered much of an insult back then. So She goes back to her, yeah, she might have said dyke, yeah. I think but she did say dyke I because did. I think she was horrified that she may have said something so insulting and we're like, 
No, so, we're not there yet. That's fine. So what happens is she goes back to her office and she like immediately calls me on the phone. She's like, oh my God, Lisa, I just realized what I just said and I don't want to offend you. I'm so sorry. Like I didn't mean it like that. I'm like, no, 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 it's fine. But like when you first, you would come up, come to meet me at work, right? And she yeah. just kind of stay in the office and kind of, you could tell she'd like never met a real life gay, gay person before. Especially somebody who looked gay. Yeah. Because <laughs> so my Peggy God, I've pop, always looked gay. You would pop by the office sometimes to pick me up from work or we'd go out after it. Everybody kind of got to know you and, um, and it literally like, it was like within third or fourth visit she's like, Peggy and she'd come out of the back office and come up yeah. to talk to you and oh yeah she yeah it's great yeah she she was really nice she was, she was awesome. it's kind of yeah. it's kind of see that's a second con that's a, that's second, a whole we should have that's that a whole second conversation because there are there are people that we have met plenty of them who on the surface you go oh that person's homophobic look at the way they're acting and it's like yeah. they're not homophobic they just don't know you yet they've never and had once, an opportunity they've never had an opportunity to experience a real live queer person and then once they do they're like oh this ain't no big deal yeah, what the fuck's wrong with me and then they're done they're fine they're over it life's good yeah my boss today is like that he he he's, oh yeah he's Dwayne's never... office we should have a whole chat about that we but... that's why I said we need to do that oh yeah okay well anyways so on the wage gap thing um when I was working that corporate job I would hear the girls talking about their their husbands or whatever and it was just kind of the culture around it was really strange to me because it wasn't the way i'd ever been in a relationship yeah they were talking about asking their husband's permission no it was exactly oh, was the, the opposite? opposite okay so yeah I... the one girl would come in and she'd be like oh look they were talking about her new jacket or whatever she's like oh yeah like my husband will never eat what does she say like oh, oh he'll never even that's... ask me about it so i just don't tell him or he'll never i remember you telling or... me about that because you were kind of quietly horrified that that she could even do that without checking in it was just a surprise because i'm like you don't notice necessarily like new outfits or whatever that I might be one wearing. One of your coworkers was the major earner. She no, she was the major. They were not both. that one, but the other one. Both of them were the major earners. The ones oh, that I I'm thought... thinking of. No, they were both. So the thing is, is that well, the one that was the major earner, she was kind of like quietly ashamed of her husband for not being the major earner. Oh, that could be. Um, but in any case, okay. But the point I'm trying to I remember say, her saying something, something irrelevant. Honestly, at the end of years the, ago. at the end of the day, the point was that the way they would talk about like. I don't know, hiding their shopping or like sneaking stuff in the house because hubby yeah. will never notice or whatever. And it just, I guess it seemed odd to me because it's not the way that I view partnership. It seemed odd. It's its always seemed odd to me. Like I said, I'm on both sides of the coin. It seemed really, really odd to me that 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 men and butch women, of which I am one, so it's like, they're like, why don't you want to do this? It's like, why should I fuck it? Why should I, why should I, why should I have to do this? Yeah. If the, As long as the relationship itself is working and we are both happy, why do I have to tick off this stereotype box? Yeah, you don't, for sure. And we never did. We never did. And it's interesting because we've never really had money issues. No. Even when we were broke. When we were broke, like, I mean, I told you my one we've rule. We've both lived very, very broke before. I supported two people on yeah. a really low income. Well, that, that's the thing. And you've supported talked, kids on a low we income. We talked very, very clearly. My my number one rule is the bills get paid, the groceries get paid, and if you have to go without everything else at the end of the month, that's just the way it is. That's the way it is, yeah. And you agreed with me, and that's been the way it is. But Well, we both had that same value because, again, when but you're you so... Could have, but you could have went, but it's my money. Sure, and this and and when you're supporting even one other person but then again i guess that's not the, that's not really the topic today it's about the well no 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 the point is when you're supporting even one other person on a low income you you build a certain value set around money mm. and what's important and i think what we had going for us with our wage gap was the fact that we both came out of situations where we had limited income like very limited income that's probably it because, and because of that yeah, we, had, we talked about everything yeah we had shared values and we were always very open and honest with each other about what was important to us from a money perspective and thankfully i think 
think unlike a lot of couples, we share very similar values around where we don't wanna put a lot of money. Like for example, neither one of us is fussy about things like furniture. Neither one of us would buy fancy name brand furniture. We want comfortable, usable furniture. No, comfortable, yeah. We, but like, we don't care. We're not gonna like go into like some designer store and want, even if we had the money, we wouldn't spend it on things. Like oh, we've that, bought a few, we picked up a few things over the years that was like, no, wow, that was a. No, 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 we've picked up luxury items. We've but, never gone into debt for that sort of stuff, but like. Well, no, 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 wait, wait, wait. I think I'm not saying it right. Okay. My main point is only that we have similar values about where we would want to spend extra money and where we wouldn't, mm -hmm. which makes negotiating and navigating a wage gap here's relationship a, easier. Here's a value. Okay. Something changes. Yes. I'm no longer working. Yeah. I could doing anything. I'm no longer bringing in any additional. Bum. I'm a lazy bum. Okay. <laughs> you're you're now taking over the car payments, my credit card payments, and a few other uh, a credit card, the car. That's it. Whatever baby. paying for. <laughs> We still, you know, whatever. That's what you got now. No, I, I had yeah. I had a couple other things, but you've taken well, my I've phone. I've slowly taken them. Oh, over. my phone is now free. That's yeah. why I don't got to pay that anymore. Okay. And something's happened to your income, so you're not making as I'm making nothing. You're not making as much. Yeah. You're gonna stop buying decks. If I say to you flat out, I say, "Hey, honey, uh, just so you know, as far as I'm aware, you're as far as I can tell where the money's concerned, those decks have got to go because." I'm not contributing. By got any. to go, are we discussing selling them off? Or we're just no, saying no, no, the no purchasing more buying. of new more? Okay. No more buying. So something happens to us financially, and I say to you, hey, honey, um, we have a problem. because Ixnay on the tarot deck buying it. Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah? You're not going to look at me and go, but it's my money, and I'll do what I want with it. No, no. Which is interesting, because I think that is where a wage gap relationship... Falls apart? Falls apart. If it's like, well, you're just going to have to figure it out, because I'm going to do blah, 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 blah. Mm -hmm. Um, mm -hmm. you don't pull that crap, even though, even though you've always made the most money, if something is going on and it's like, Hey honey, this is what's going on. So we're going to have to consider blah, blah, blah. You're like, okay, now we'll talk about it. Yeah. And it is your money. And it's like, I don't know how to, I don't well, know. I, I know exactly how to describe it because I know it from the outside looking in and the way you've talked about your last relationship, your marriage. Well, okay. Okay. Let's back up. When I was married, he couldn't handle money. Well, that was that. I, I, we forgot to mention that. Okay. This is the kind of punchline though, is that in your last relationship, A, he couldn't handle money. B, he made lots, but also threw away a lot on stuff. Oh that, yeah. He that, was stupid with money. So the problem is, is that, or not the problem, but I think you came into this relationship having been with a partner who was like that. Like, this is my well, money. I, I can well, do what well, I want with it. The funny thing is, is that even though he was the one that earned all the money, I literally had to take away his credit, his debit and his credit cards. I know. But and, the, but, and he still found ways. To, he he would he was like a child. I don't know. Well, how to okay, but this it, but is anyway. the point. He did do. He did pull that on you because you told me he did. Where yeah. he pulled it on you and, and was like, "You can't. Um, I'm going to buy what I want because it's my money, or I'm entitled." Yeah. He had an entitlement. I'm the one who earns the money, and it's like, well, we've got no food, so pick. It's, <laughs> it's like it, it it's like weird. in my mind, and this is the way I've always functioned, and partly maybe that's because I was the earner in my last relationship too, but the way I've always functioned is like, this is how much collective income we as a couple have. Yeah. These are our collective expenses. So when a question comes up about, okay, our total collective income has dropped, but our expenses are the same, obviously things have to go, and yeah. there's no sense of entitlement for me, like, well, it's my yeah. money, therefore I should I should be able to buy tarot next. Yeah. Like, it's like, that's now a luxury but, item. But like, now, but now it's, a fair, it's a fair conversation to say, I'm the one who's doing all the work to earn this money. I really, really, it's really important to me that we find a way to keep at least one deck a month or whatever. The funny thing is it's usually you, you actually, multiple times throughout a relationships, one of the ways. So I guess this should be about how to communicate when you have an a, a wage 
age wage something gap relationship a wage gap okay but the but one of the things that you did for me throughout our marriage and you've done it multiple times over is when i'm all practical like we should put the money towards this towards that towards this towards that you've actually been the one saying look you're working really hard for this money you need to set aside a small amount even yeah. if it's just a small amount a small amount as a what did you call a fun money fund fun or money, a treat yourself yeah. fund and it's little things like make sure you take yourself make sure you order yourself you're right because i remember at one point during the uh during that two 2008 thing because I wasn't working. My tech job was majorly affected. Your your job was affected. You lost this all your This was an bonus. economic crash here. Economic, yeah, 2008, the, the economic crash. And I do remember, you're right, because I made sure that, I, I told you to set aside, I made sure that you set aside, I think it was like 20 bucks a week as your, you allow just didn't want me to as your allowance to make <laughs> yeah. sure that you always... Like, look, you need, you need something. You basically I remember make, that. You, you, you are right. It. I just forget about that. I forget yeah. how nice I can be. It's like <laughs> you, you insisted on it, and it was really smart because you said I, my job at the time was really stressful, mm -hmm. and you didn't want me to resent being yeah. the major earner during a time well, when yeah, the job was, it was stressful. Well, yeah, because me, you, both kids still at home. Yeah. I had child support coming in, but I had no other income coming in. I wasn't well, working. And sometimes that would just go away for a little while yeah. because of, well, yeah, yeah, he was a deadbeat. But anyways, so like those kinds of things would happen, but you were, you always made sure that you cultivated a situation where I never felt put upon as the major earner. Mm -hmm. And those are some of the things as this was my point earlier. One of the things you can do if you're if you find yourself in a wage gap relationship and one of you is either feeling a little bit too much stress because you're the major earner, this is something you can Can I interrupt though? Is that if you find yourself in an age gap relationship and you have feelings wage about gap? wage gap. Wage gap. Did I say <laughs> age again? Yeah. Okay. If you find yourself in a relationship where the e earning is unequal, just own your shit. Own your shit and be honest about what you're yeah. thinking or feeling because I've... Well, what I'm about to say is kind of assumes that you're doing that. But what I was going to yeah. say is if one of the two of you, if one of you is feeling feels about this, because this is how we negotiated or we kind of navigated it, is that you, even though you earn less, we kind of organize the money so that you the, the, the less that you earn does more of the treating luxury type things that we do and therefore feels as though you get to be... I don't know, you get to like be that provider person in ways, if that makes sense. Well, yeah, because that's always made you feel really good. And on the flip side, I don't... It's like, yeah, because yeah, you're like, okay, I'll take care... Well, you t I'll take care of all of this, but yeah, you pay for the date. you pay for dinner. Yeah, but then on the flip side, things and like... And then there was plenty of times where I was making almost as much as you, so... Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah okay, we've, we've fluctuated through all of the various configurations of earning. Back to my point. Currently, I'm the sugar wait, baby, wait, wait, though. Wait, 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 wait. So the point I'm trying to make is that there's two ends to take care of. The person who's who's sort of not earning as much, there's ways to negotiate things so that that person still feels like they're a provider. Yeah. And the person who's earning more, in this case it's me, things like you making sure I had a little fun money allowance and, and things to make it fun and make me feel like I'm not just only paying bills all the time. Yes. Negotiating those things makes me feel less stressed and more appreciated for what I do. And so yeah. there's, there's ways to sort of, I guess, address both ends of the wage gap in order to make sure that both partners or both people in the relationship still kind of get their they're emotional or like needs yeah. met. You know what I mean? Yeah. No, no, I totally get that. Now this is after some this this is what we've evolved into after 17 years of marriage. How do you feel about those wage gap relationships where one makes significantly more than the other but they still insist on splitting the bills 50/50? I think it's a functional because dysfunctional question though. If if both partners people, are yeah. happy doing that and it works for them then it shouldn't matter. No, and no, it should yeah, as long, yeah, yeah, functional dysfunction is always the number one rule the that caveat. applies to everything. I think where it gets into trouble is that 
if you were struggling and stressing to make up your half of the bills while I'm like just socking money away like crazy yeah. because I've got all this extra, to me there's Especially if you're, okay, if you're just dating, but, it's but like your relationship needs to evolve, but if you're married... Well, okay, regardless, yeah, sorry, I'm just, if one of you is stressing to try to come up with the extra to make your half and the other one has so much extra that they're constantly putting money away and like have more than they know what to do with because they're over when you're in that situation what you're doing is you're putting emotional strain on the relationship that doesn't need to be there in my yeah. opinion now if both people feel like okay now if the person who doesn't make as much would feel low or bad or whatever about not contributing at least 50 percent, that obviously also needs to be addressed yeah. but sometimes i see situations where it seems like the equality is so over-focused on that they don't take their personal tastes, yeah. desires, needs, wants into a, into consideration. Well, and then there's a lot of anger and And then the bitterness. money rules the relationship. Yes, money rules the relationship. And then there's a lot of anger and bitterness and on, yeah. on both sides. Mm -hmm. Because then you've got, I've got I'm making $100,000 a year. I've got $50,000 in the bank, but I can't go on a vacation with you because you don't have enough to cover your half. Yeah, that would breathe. Which is like really no. fucked. Yeah, that's kind of, I think I don't agree with that. And then there's the then there's the other resentment side of the thing. It's like you make t I make twenty thousand dollars a year. I'm pay by the time I'm done paying my half for all the bills, I've got two grand left for the year. Yeah. I can't afford to go hang. I have to stay home doing nothing day after day after day while you're always out with your friends because I can't afford to go out to dinner with my friends. No, see, that would be... It, that it, would be... Okay, the problem is when you're in that situation, you actually end up with something that's more than a financial gap, a wage gap. Now it's a power gap. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, and yeah. And that's where things can get tricky. Now, a power gap in a relationship that is negotiated, fine, do your thing. Yeah. But a power gap that is non-consensual, that is like come about because somebody ma makes more and kind of lords it over the other person, that's that gets really yeah. unhealthy really quickly. Yeah. And so I think the thing is, is like you and I could sit down and decide to split everything 50-50 if we wanted to and still kind of figure that out. Oh, we could figure but, it out. But like... Why should we do that to ourselves, It doesn't right? serve either one of us to it's, do that. Yeah, it's like, it's this weird thing, like... And it's, again, functional dysfunction rules everything. It's Always, like, well, yeah. oh, this is what we do and I'm happy like that. Then mm -hmm. it's like, you don't you don't owe us an apology or an explanation no. or sweet fuck all. Because no, Because that's what works for you. Chit-chatting about We're it. just chit-chatting about our perspectives and what we would what we would want and expect and need in a relationship. And it's interesting because when there is a wage gap, because basically basically what's going on right now is where I'm at right now, I'm earning less. Where you're at right now, you're earning way more than me. And we joke around constantly about me being the sugar baby. Well, which we I think call I've already you the said, sugar baby. What did we came up sugar with? Sugar baby butch. I like house butch. House butch. Kept butch. Kept butch. Those, those terms make me happy. Sugar baby bon bon. <laughs> <laughs> where did that come up in our live stream? Right? Somebody oh, something said about, something about if I, baby well, bon bon. I, yeah, I said if I'm a sugar baby, I should be on the couch eating bonbons all day and not working. That's right. Yeah, sugar but baby anyway, bon bon. But anyway, but I digress. No, it's interesting because wage gaps, it's now for a lot of people, for a lot of people, being equitable in the earnings is so is such an important thing. And if that's you, do not lower your standards. If this is you and having an equitable earning is important to you, don't try to force a wage gap to work. This no. is something that we see a lot. Owning your shit people is try so to important force it, People try to force it to work even though they're not necessary. In, in general, if you think you should be okay with something, but you're truly in your heart not okay yeah. with that thing, then trying to make yourself be that for the sake of whatever fitting in or having this particular relationship, it will never be positive in you the end if no. you are forcing yourself to be something you're not. And and there's nothing wrong with having preferences for a partner. Well, I have a preference, okay? you Me? I, I'm I, awesome. <laughs> yes, you are awesome. But <laughs> no, okay, I'm not, I don't mind if you don't earn a penny 
as long as we're obviously paying our bills. Right. But I would mind if you were unwilling. Yes. Because I've been in that situation. Oh, yeah, you were. So the thing is, I have a preference. I don't think I could make it work with a partner who was content to let me make all the money and had no interest in contributing at all. Okay, okay. You would be perfectly fine. Okay, right now, right this minute, if I wasn't earning a cent, you'd be like, okay, whatever, yeah. whatever. Who cares? I'm making enough. That's fine. But okay. you, I also trust. But you if you come, if ways. you come to me and say, okay, uh, we're gonna have to rearrange whatever. We're gonna have to stop paying for this and do this and do that um, because we've got no money. And if we don't make, I'm I'm over explaining. That's okay. You come to me one day and you say uh, we're having a hard time paying for food, and I go, oh, well, how are you gonna work that out? And then I go back to my nothing. Mm-hmm. That's a problem. Yeah, it's even a problem to me. But for some people, for some relationships, if you are in a, if you have a breadwinner and a stay-at-home partner for some relationships, that's exactly what happens. And if that's your functional dysfunction, that's fine. Yeah, not judging it for other people, just owning that I absolutely have a preference for a partner that is willing to work slash contribute. Like, if you're not working, but you're also not doing anything to help around the house, that's going to hit different. I become a mugger. I just go mug people. No, you wouldn't. Stop. <laughs> oh, my God. Anyways, um, I legit- You don't have to feed me if I'm in jail. It's fine. <laughs> okay, listen. I legitimately trust and believe t- with every fiber of my soul that if I came to you even now, even in our current situation and said, honey, I'm really stressed because I feel like I want to pay for X, Y, Z and I'm really, I'm feeling really stretched- yeah. I know for a fact that you would help me figure it out, whether that's like mm-hmm. you're going to go get a part-time job and add to your current income or well, sure, I'd we would do, do whatever. And so I think the thing is that's my personal sort of, I don't know, deal breaker. That's a preference. deal breaker for you. Like that's okay, like I need a partner who's willing. That's kind of, that's kind of part of the breakdown of what a wage gap, gap relationship looks like for us. And yeah. for us, this is positive. It's empowering. And it's, it and feels we, good for both of us. It feels I guess good. And we, but, but, we break, but we break all the stereotypes to do it. Yeah. And we don't. Like there are some people for whom, like I said, like it's like the the butch femme stereotype is the more masculine women go out there and do whatever it takes to be bringing in the money and doing the thing. And if you don't do that, it's the same stereotype we see in heterosexual. You're not much of a man if you can't support your wife. And I mean, you're not again, much of a butch if you can't support your femme. And same mentality, just different different and just biology, remind, right? And just as a reminder, that's our mentality as we knew it when we got together, which was almost yeah, 20 that, years ago. Oh yeah, now. yeah. We're talking about yeah. something. We're talking. We are about, out of the loop now. We're out of the loop. On a current. Lot. We're out of the loop on the current. Current trends right now seem to be that people want to make sure that I want to be with somebody who can at least pay their half of the bills. Mm-hmm. Whether or not that's how it ultimately shakes out. Yeah. Well, the problem is, is that they go, I want somebody who can pay their half of the bills. And then when it doesn't shake out that way, they're upset. Mm-hmm. They're, they're, they are feeling men feeling emasculated. What's the female equivalent if... I don't know. Um, uh, well, misogyny, blah, blah, blah. There's all kinds of things, There's right? words. Some women are just... Some women... And this, you know, you, you, you fit into your own box in your own way. And it's none of my fucking business. As long as you're happy, some women are not comfortable unless the man does make more than them. Sure. Yeah. They want, they want that element of the man has the higher degree of responsibility. And that's yeah, fair enough. That's very common. Some women are the exact opposite where it's like, I don't, I'm a big, strong girl and I don't need no man. And they do not want a man who makes as much Everybody's got their own preferences, right? I guess the point is, is like you're allowed to 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 have whatever kind of dynamic works for I you. Think, but for us, 
we've seen a lot of like mm. wage gap relationships where one or both people is struggling in some way to be okay with it. Whether yeah. it's I'm struggling because I make more and I don't want to, whether I'm struggling, not me, sorry, whether the generic person seems to be struggling that like they make more than their partner and it's affecting their the confidence of their partner in their relationship or yeah. whatever it is, it's pretty common for age gap, or excuse me, for now Wait, I'm doing it. See, we're doing it. We're both we doing shouldn't it. have named it such a similar thing. Okay. Well, it was because we were being fun and we kitschy. Fun. There we go. Okay. We're being so fun and cute. Now what does not be able to say it's it? It's very common for wage gaps in relationships to be a source of stress. And we just wanted yeah. to share that it doesn't have to be and to also kind of give, give you a peek. It's all about the communication though. Yeah. It's all about the communication because like. We just wanted to give you a peek into like what it's like for us to navigate that. Okay, let's throw our son under the bus because he's been in relationships where he has been the major earner by a long shot. And he was also in a, at least one relationship that I'm aware of where he was the the lower earner by a long shot. Mm -hmm. And neither not, 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 none of those relationships that I'm aware of at least were ever, like the relationships didn't work out. He's single now. But none of those relationships were ever impacted by earnings because there was a degree of honesty, a, a degree transparency, the honesty, transparency, fairness. Mm -hmm. um, but honesty, honesty, honesty. Like if you've got a four-year degree and your partner has barely graduated high school, your earning ability is probably going to be higher than theirs. Mm -hmm. So saying to your partner, well, you need to work harder and earn more doesn't necessarily help the situation. So what yeah. else do you want to do about it, right? Yeah. How do you, how do you, you know, and everybody has their own thing that doesn't, doesn't work. A lot of people would have, would have seen out, and, and I've seen this a lot on Reddit because that's just where I'm dumb enough to hang out. <laughs> Where it's like the higher earner says, well, you don't earn as much as me, so you should have to do all the housework. I mean, and I stuff kind like of that. have a little bit of that going. Where No, no, because I'm, because I'm home all day. Yeah. If, I oh, were out yeah. of the, if I were out of the house working a full-time job, oh, not earning as much as yeah. you, but you came, my, my ex tried to pull this. Like, no, my expectation, okay, my expectation such as it is, or my, my hope is that whoever has more time at home has more time. Yeah, whoever has more time at but home should have more money. choice. Yeah. But but where both couples work, both couples, both people work just as hard, but the one who makes more thinks that the other one that's should be. dumb. That's weird. That's dumb. Now, for some people. If it works for you, though, good for okay, you. Okay, now here's, here's, so. a, here's a bizarre example, but I was, uh, my cousin and I were roommates. Okay. So obviously no romantic attachment, but we were roommates, right? Yeah. We both worked, we both did this, we both did that, but she was, well, she had mild OCD. So she said, I'm doing the housework. Oh, yeah. Like, there's I'm doing that, the housework, and if I need something from you, I will tell you. And that's. And there are things that I like to be in charge of yeah, because that's I'm fine. nitpicky about those things. That's fine. Yeah. But if, if, so, if I was in a relationship, like, okay, my, my ex, he pulled this on me a couple times. Come home after I've had a rough day with the kids. You know, kids aren't feeling well. Toys are everywhere. It's a big fucking mess. Come on, Why haven't you done anything? I need this done. I need to fuck you, buddy. <laughs> Can you guys imagine, anybody listening to this or watching this, can you imagine Peggy in that moment? Yeah. Didn't go well. Yeah. yeah. Let's yeah. just say it didn't go well. Yeah. But he's like, well, and I'd be like, what the hell? Kids have been, you know, I, I, now I would do him the courtesy of saying, hey, had a bunch going, a bunch of shit going on with the kids. You're just going to have to cope. I make, I already, I already work full, I already work an eight hour day. What you expect me to come home and do blah. And I'm like, okay, you're going to get an education now, pal, because I work 24-7 with no time, no sick time. You can go, yeah, go fuck yourself. Anyway, I have no idea why that relationship didn't work no out. But anyway, that, that, I have a, that I have a personal problem with. Some people, like I said, my cousin, my cousin, we, um, we were roommates for, a, for quite a while, what, a year and a half total, I guess. 
And yeah, she was OCD. She didn't want me doing stuff. And I was like, yeah. are you okay with that? Yes, I'm okay with that. If I need you for anything, I'll let you know. Okay, that's fine. That's, Score for you. <laughs> even even in a non-romantic relationship, that's still a functional dysfunction. Sure. It worked, right? Yeah. But I think communication, Yeah. laying out your expectations, being very, very clear what you want. And I get it. When you've only been dating for three weeks, the money doesn't all go in the same bucket. No. But once you reach that stage of seriousness... But Once you the, join your lifestyles together. By the time you've reached the point where you want to live together and tar start taking the relationship seriously, you should have at least had one conversation. About money. About money. And it's not, oh, how much do you earn? It's like, how do you see us splitting bills? Yeah. How do you see this working? How do you see this? And get your reservations on the table and discussed and dealt with then. Yeah. And I also think it's... It's worthwhile if one of you isn't sure how you feel or might be a little uncomfortable because of where you're at in a wage gap, have the conversation about what would make that feel better. Yeah. Like, for example, you paying for dinners out makes me feel really spoiled. Even though I make more, it makes me you may, feel like you're the sugar the daddy. Only, the only reason why I have any money to take you out is because you pay for everything else. Yeah, but I feel really but, nurtured but me, by that. me slamming the credit card at dinner, my card, it's fine. It, it makes me feel great. Makes you feel good. And like, same thing with me, like you insisting that I, it's okay for me to like, even though I'm earning the money. It is somehow, your money, yeah. yeah you but that's our functional dysfunction too though because that is how we prefer to interact with each okay, other. Okay, but my point being is that we found ways for us to both get our remember how I said if we were ordering off of a menu I would have ordered to be the stay-at-home and you would have ordered oh, to yeah, be the major absolutely. earner so we we still scratch that that's itch. why I buy lottery tickets <laughs> <laughs> but, but we still scratch that itch by being creative and how we do it yeah. and that's one of the ways and so there are ways to still get that emotional desire fulfilled yeah and it's even kind of when... funny because I've got I've got I'm an authorized user on your credit card you're an authorized user on mine I've yeah. got one of your credit cards in my wallet yeah You've got you've you've got the card for the line of credit. I don't think I've ever put anything on the line of credit. I think that's I just oh, keep you've card. chosen. I, I, you put my you put my dental on the line of credit, but you you chose where it was getting paid from, not me. Yeah, yeah, that's like, true. Like I put this on your line of credit. Okay, whatever. I don't care. Yeah, whatever. But yeah, I think I think communication. I think a lot of people. People are not afraid of communicating. We need to really have one about communicating as well because. Mm. People are afraid to beat a topic to death. Oh, I don't want to seem all petty and nitpicky and stuff like that. It's like if you're going to spend the rest of your life with somebody, <laughs> yeah. sort, don't be afraid of that sooner. I would rather it come up in year one so that we can sort it out rather than as your list of grievances in year 20. Uh, yeah. yeah. I mean, I was going to say, I don't know how well we would have done as a couple if we weren't constantly beating oh, topics Oh, we to wouldn't death. have lasted. Yeah. We There's been so many We things. both brought our own... Okay, everybody brings their own baggage to a relationship. I brought extra. Well, so did I. <laughs> okay, yeah. We both brought... We both Mine brought, was heavier. We Let's both, have a contest now. Oh, it's good. You win. Okay. <laughs> I'm not going to compete with that. Shit, no. No, you... Okay, no matter how... Even, even if you come from a Brady Bunch life, you are yeah. still bringing some baggage with you. I would rather deal with it as it comes up rather than, oh, I don't want to talk about that. No, that's not fair. That's not nice. And let's I be honest, talking about money with your partner is... Money was one of the main... Wait, wait, wait. I was just going to say, talking about money with your partner is uncomfortable. It becomes comfortable over time. It's not like the first time we talked about money, it felt like easy and great. Yeah, just no, to be clear. I, I, want, I want to interrupt you to make a point, though, because yeah. money was one of the main things that led to my um, money, money problems, money money arguments, never ending arguments about money is what led, is one of the things, one of many things that led to my breakup with my ex. I broke up with my ex 
not because I, I broke up with my ex thinking you were maybe a little bi thinking maybe I was a little bit bi I did not come out until like two years later mm -hmm. something like that I did not leave him over my sexuality I left him and money issue, money yeah. and the money issues were a big part of what led to Certainly. us breaking up yeah we didn't have those kind of conversations because I was not earning he was blah 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 yeah and then turns out that he doesn't know how to handle money, blah, 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 blah. This, I, I don't want to get into too much detail because I just don't give a shit anymore. But, um, but yeah, like I didn't find out what the money issues were coming from him until it was too late and they were there and they were in our face. And then that's all we fought about all the time. Yeah. Um, some of the things we, I probably could have made, I don't know if I would have, no, I probably, if I'd have known how bad he was with money when I first met him, it's kind of hard to describe. You probably I wouldn't have married him. Oh, no, I would not. Uh, no, no, because it's like. Here's the thing. Money things. Money. I mean, and maybe and, and I'm, I'm, I'm trying to avoid diving into that detail because well, that was like. it's not necessary. Yeah. It's not necessary. It's almost 25 years ago. Yeah. And it's not necessary to dive into the details. So I'm kind of going, um, um, um. But yeah, like, I mean, if I had known more about his relationship with money and how he views himself as the primary earner, because he was, I was a stay at home and. How he, if I'd have known more about his relationship with money, I would have at the very least said, let's get this shit sorted out before we get any more serious. Yeah. I did like him at the time, of course. You don't get together with, you realize that you made a mistake after it's too late. Not, yeah. up, you don't go, oh, this is a big mistake. Let's go do it anyway. It doesn't okay, work that punch, way, right? Pu punchline really is money things, money issues can and do, does break up couples all the time if yep. you look up any random survey you'll find that money stress is often the it's number one, one of the contributing. top five yeah. it's almost always in the top five of reasons that contributed to a to, to a breakups breakup. and i think that that's why it's so important i think to communicate about this stuff everything down yeah. to hey if you've never if you if you are the major earner or your partner is and you've never had the conversation about how you feel about that as a couple it could be a really healthy beautiful well, yeah. conversation to have to be like hey how do you feel about that and the conversation may literally be Oh, I feel fine about it. Never really gave it a second thought. Or yeah. it might be, well, sometimes I, we have had conversations we have. where you've said, sometimes, yeah, like I'd wish okay, I was a Okay, major, okay, but... okay. We've had conversations where it's like, rents are stupid, stupid, insanely high right here, now. Yeah. So us moving is not going to happen. But a couple of years ago, we were like, yeah, we should, if we're, you know, we, we should probably think about moving, yada, yada, yada. We like, we like where we are, but we think we could do better, right? And first thing out of your mouth was, I make the most money, blah, 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 blah. Here's where our bills are at right now. I am concerned because rents are really high in this area that if we move, we not, if we move, we're not going to get enough advantages to offset what's going to be a much higher rent. And if anything happens to you financially, it's going to be a huge burden. The main reason being which that we currently, I currently live less than 10 minutes from my oh, job. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So like that's the biggest thing we is had, like we anything had, that impacts my well, ability we, to... Well, Basically, it's like, oh, let's get into something a little bit nicer. That's fine. Mm -hmm. it's, and, and that's, that's, that's the, the, the details are irrelevant. The point being, I, I, we had the conversation. You did not pull this, I'm not paying more for rent card. No. You, you very reasonably pointed out, here's where we're sitting at financially. Here's where my earnings are. Here's where your earnings are. Here are my concerns. And I went, oh, okay, I guess we're not going anywhere for a while. Yeah. Because... It just wasn't, it, it made no sense. But we had an adult conversation about it. You did not pull the, I'm not spending my money on that. No. And that's, that does make a difference for it sure. It does make a difference because we're able to have, 
we're able to have detailed and respectful conversations about finances, regardless of who's making the most money. Yeah, and neither one of us pulls the ego. You've stuff come to me. Money. I've come to you. Yeah, you've come to me about how you know concerns about like how things are flowing on this end and i've come to you with concerns about how things are flowing on that end yeah and we always meet each other at the halfway point and figure out we it's it's well in we, those take that, we take that part of the, meeting each other in the middle is the part of the job we take the most seriously yes we don't we don't factor in we don't give a lot of weight to where the money's coming from we give a lot of weight to what is the problem what do we need to do as a couple yeah, problem, to solve it yeah 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 which so, I think really helps. Which I think I think what really helps is that both of us came from finance. Both of us are your previous relationship and my previous relationship were from situations that were financially fucked up. Yes. Um, because from you, exact opposite angles. Which from is exact ironic, opposite. Eh? I, yeah. I never really thought about it Because you were the you were the sole breadwinner. You were the sole sole breadwinner. There was just the two of you, but you were the sole breadwinner, not because she couldn't work, but because she wouldn't. Yeah, it was it was a complicated thing and a bit of I was, once, I've always okay, said okay, a bit okay. of both. But. Once the relationship ended, she almost immediately found her way into a paid gig that covered all of her expenses. So she could have figured something. She could have done something, anything, and she wouldn't. Yeah, it's like I said. It's, it's, always, a, it's always an ongoing conversation. Yeah. My ex was the exact opposite. He was like, I make the money. I do this. I do that. And it's like, dude, you you don't you don't know. He can't handle money. Yeah. He makes the money, spends it all. I, I, I actually was... Spends it irresponsibly. Spends it irresponsibly. I actually got a part-time... I actually got a babysitting gig, and that was our grocery money because he was that bad with money. Which is terrible considering the amount of money he well, made. Well, you know anyways. what's terrible is that he was working a decent job. I left him, went on welfare, because that's just what happens up here in Canada. You, you, you transition, right? I had more money left over at the end of the month on welfare than I did with when I was with him. Yeah, that's really sad. It's like, dude... Like I forget, he was making like twenty-four bucks an hour or something like that. But this but was like time, twenty-five was years like ago. That money. was a, tw the amount the amount of money that he he was making like twenty twenty-four twenty-five dollars an hour twenty-five years ago. Whereas by today's standards, it's like making fifty sixty bucks an hour. Yeah, I was gonna say. Yeah, so he was making really good money. Anyway, anyway, I don't need to rehash that old drama. That let's was a recap. Long time ago. Let's recap and wrap this one up. Okay, let's recap and wrap this one up. What are we doing? Are you recapping or am I? Uh, you recap. I get repetitive and go I'll on recap. forever. <laughs> okay, okay. I'll, re I'll recap. In a nutshell, whether you find yourself in a wage gap relationship or not, the key to navigating it in a healthy way is taking both partners' needs, wants, desires into, a, into consideration, communicating really, really well. And then communicate some more. And then communicate some and more. And then keep communicating. Yep. And mostly, just don't be afraid to check in. Don't be afraid to ask for what you want. And don't be afraid to find creative ways to get a particular itch scratched in that relationship. I just thought of one last little thing. And don't believe, don't, don't stay in the relationship because you've convinced yourself that it would be petty to leave the relationship over money. Yeah, this 100%. Is because I... If you're unhappy, bottom line, that's what matters. If you're unhappy, yeah. if it's like... And it doesn't matter why, because you're you're already no you're already unhappy. You're not going to get any happier by forcing the. I don't want people to think I'm petty because it's like, it's not working. If you're if they're allowed to have deal breakers, even if other people don't understand your your deal breakers. Yeah, I think it's you a good say, punchline. And you general. know what? And you don't got to be a dick about it. Oh, it didn't work out. Yeah. You don't got you don't got to apologize or explain to your friends or relatives either. Oh, it didn't work out. We're fine. It's got done. It's, Anyway, that's a whole Anyways, separate thing. Recapping. We did recap. We did recap. I recap. Communicate. You brought up a new, whole new topic and opened the can back up again. Oh, I just, yeah. Wrapping a bow on it. Communicate. <laughs> Communicate, advocate for yourselves, and advocate, advocate for advocate. each other. You said advocate. I don't care what the fuck I just said. <laughs> okay, as long as we're clear. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to attempt for the, for the 17th time to recap. You already did. 
Okay, communicate. Communicate. Ask for what you want. Okay, don't forget, like, subscribe, ring the bell, do all the things. Rate us on your favorite podcasting platform. Rate us on your podcast. To us, please, it really helps. Leave a comment, click the upvote. That really, that's a really great way to help the channel, and it costs you nothing but a couple of seconds of your time. If you're listening on Spotify, Peggy often puts up a little question or poll that you can interact with us on, so go check that out. Yeah, let's maybe do a poll. Okay. See if, see if people are, okay. are you in an age gap relationship. Wage gap. <laughs> ah. You know what? Okay, next week we're going to talk about age <laughs> gaps really because we're just going to get this out of our system. We're, we're going to record it. We're going right to get now. the gaps out of our system. <laughs> we're going to record yeah. it now.